relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This is Second Amendment Friday on America First with Dr. G. Yes, indeed. And that is why we have fun music like the Bond theme. Car Firearms is fighting for America and car executives stand with America First and are willing to put their brand's reputation on the line to stand for our liberty. Support our Second Amendment Friday sponsor. Go right now to kahr.com. They have a revolutionary line of concealed carry weapons. I carry a 9mm car. They also own the iconic, yes, the legendary, Desert Eagle line of weapons and also the Auto Ordnance line, which includes the M1, the venerable 1911, and even the civilian Tommy gun. Get yours today. Check out their amazing line, kahr.com. Kahr.com. All right. Uh, the laptop from Hell Story continues. Andy McCabe, the disgraced FBI senior uh, management individual who is now a talking head on the mainstream media, is trying to threaten the person who actually got us the information on the laptop, the owner of that repair shop. This is Andy McCabe, Cut 11. It's, of course, a crime to um, access protected electronic information uh, without authorization or to exceed the authorization that you do have. That's, that's the part that might apply to the uh, computer repairman. Um, it, is also a, it can be a federal crime to, uh, to steal electronic information and then profit from it, use that information. It's essentially like uh, using stolen property. So there are a number of different potential crimes here. Profiting from stolen properties of federal crime since since when? You break into somebody's car and you you sell the things you find inside. When is that a federal crime? And an unauthorized access, Annie McCabe, you're a hack. You're a stinking putrid hack. We have the documents Hunter Biden signed with his signature saying I am leaving my property here if I don't collect it in sixty days. It reverts to the possession of the company where I left it. In his drug-addled state, he never picked up his two laptops. They belong to the repair shop owner. So either you're dumb or you're a hack. I think I know what the answer is. Let's go to Bill, Columbus, Ohio. Welcome. Hey, Dr. G, this is Bill in Columbus. How are you doing today? Good, 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 good. You've got to turn off the radio. What's your question? What's your comment? Okay, hey, uh, three points here. Number one, I was a Marine Corps pilot pilot. Number two, as we look to pass this prologue, follow the past, remember we sent B-29s over Hiroshima several times before we finally sent the real one. Okay? Yeah. Number three, um, I lost my track here. Uh, 
The if, balloon. If, what if do you Chinese, think about the, the Chinese, balloon? Yeah if, yeah, if Chinese is smart enough to got a, a steerable balloon, we definitely have the technology to send up a manned balloon and capture that thing like someone said earlier. You don't need to blow it up. Just capture it and bring it down. Yeah, we're, we're going point. to look into that. That's the second person to recommend that. Capturing it, of course, would be better. But doing something, something is essential, and we're doing nothing. Let's go to Michelle, Dayton, Ohio, line three. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Dr. G. Um, yeah, here in Dayton at the Wright Pat Air Force Base, you have the beautiful National Air Force Museum. And in the same hangar as the B-1 Stealth Bomber and the SR-71, one of the best planes that we've ever uh, made. One of the coolest, if not the coolest plane ever made, the Blackbird. Sorry, carry on. I would give my left arm to take a ride in one of those. <laughs> but hanging in that same hangar are unmanned drones that the Air Force lets people see. What's to say we don't have an unmanned drone that they don't want us to know about that could get up there and get that balloon? Well, that's the question. That's what I don't know. I don't know what the the ceiling for unmanned drones is. We need a drone expert. Call in. You can use a pseudonym, but 60,000 feet is pretty, pretty high. Thank you, Michelle. Everybody wants to talk about the balloon. Let's go to Scottsdale, Arizona. Hey, David. Happy Friday, Sebastian. Happy Friday, my friend. Give us your take. So I don't think this is being covered in the media, but you could run this by your listeners. If everyone goes outside and they have a very powerful pair of binoculars like Nikons or loopholes, look for the balloon. You can actually see the entire Biden family going back to Beijing. They're in a little basket underneath. It's funny. Uh, we have an image uh, of the, exactly that. I don't know whether you have a drone watching us here in our studio, but uh, this is an image that was sent to me earlier today. You know who sent it to me. I, I presume you can't see it, but Hunter Biden is dangling underneath that balloon. So uh, you are a very perspicacious individual. You're a wise man. Thank you, my friend. Love it, love it, love it. Let's continue talking about the balloon. Let's go to Ohio, Cosmo. How are you? Good to talk to you today. Welcome. I'm very well. What's your comment? What's your question? So I just have a bit of dark humor. The balloon's probably filled with a new variant of COVID-19, and they're hoping we shoot it down. You mean, you mean COVID-23, tw- uh, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is pretty dark. I, I doubt that is the case, but our lack of reaction is the main point. Thank you, Cosmo. Let's go to Michael in Denver, line five. Yeah, say, uh, hallelujah. It's the first time I've ever gotten on your show. Well, welcome. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to uh, say something about, you know, everybody thinks that Donald Trump needs to water down what he says and say his support for everybody and all that. I said, at this day and time, we need him to be himself. We need him to be tough like he is. And I, you know, I, I coached high school and college football for years, and it's like, you know, football was made to toughen up young men. And, you know, it was, it was post-Civil War. And so a lot of times we, are, we, just, we want to be so wimpy and just let and just let the left just take over everything. Yeah, there, there's a reason that we elected him uh, six years ago, and it wasn't because he was nice. It's because he took a stand and because he loved this country. Uh, thank you, Michael. All right, uh, got to get through some cuts before uh, 
we get to our special Friday guest. National security is always the topic with him. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about a communist Chinese surveillance balloon across American airspace. But the left seems to have had enough with Joe Biden. So we just had the farewell ceremony for Ron Klein, the disastrous chief of staff for the Biden administration. And Jimmy Fallon, who I'm sure is not a Trump supporter, thought that uh, Mr. Klein's farewell was hilarious. Play cut. Switching gears, you guys see this last night, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain officially stepped down. And during his farewell speech, he got a little emotional. Check it out. I will try to keep this brief, but I cannot promise there will not be some tears. This is the best job I've ever had. And for dead again in the winter of 2020, and for dead again in the winter of 2021. I'm often asked, what is the best souvenir I got in two years as White House Chief of Staff? It's this rock. (laughs) It's the rock. Biden was like, I think we made the right call. Someone get him into, get him into an Uber. Let's get, get you into Uber right now. Jeff, that's real, right? That, that, that's not come some kind of deep fate like the ones Eric was showing me yesterday. That's two days in a row he made fun of Biden because he made fun of Biden the night before, too, with the right. uh, documents. But what, what was that? I mean, that was a grown man, right? Cry, <laughs> crying over his favorite rock? And isn't he supposed to be the, one of the smartest guys in the White House, too, we've heard? Well, allegedly, he was the one that ran it. Yes. I don't think he was the guy running things. I don't think so either. Do we, do we know where he's going? Eric, do you have any news? Where is Mr. Klein going? Because the guy who's coming in used to run a bagel store. Is he going to take over the bagel, the bagel store? I was going to say it's 50-50 between either some generic Soros-funded think tank oh. position or a CNN C- gig. A CNN gig, of course. Of course. What? How foolish of me. Ron Klein, you... you <laughs> yeah... I think that's an indictment of the left, uh, what they've done. That's not manly. It's not even serious. You don't have to not cry, but you don't pull out a pet rock when you're at the podium in the White House. That has to be the only time anyone in the history of the Republic has pulled out a pet pebble as they're speaking to an official audience at an official event at the White House. It's Friday. It's Ask Dr. G Anything. It's Second Amendment. It's national security. We need to go straight to the Heritage Foundation to find out what is the truth about this balloon and what should we have done about it. That's next here on America First, coming to you live from the relieffactor.com studios. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed for the whole third hour today. We have none other than my former boss in the White House. I don't mean, you know, 45. We, we've booked him. He's coming on the show. I mean Stephen Bannon. Stephen K. Bannon will be with us for the Manhood Hour, an interview the likes of which you have never heard before. Subscribe. Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Never miss an episode. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. And then, whilst you're online, check out all the amazing America First gear. You need it. It's made in America. It's America first. The hottest item is the FBI Fascist Bureau of Intimidation t-shirt. The latest is the Elon Musk hashtag Twitter files. Are you paying attention? Go right now. SebGorkaStore.com. That's SebGorkaStore.com. America first. Flash the map.
Nice. That takes me back. I could sing that in German back in the day. I can remember the video. It's like in some junkyard at night. Nena, 99 Luftballonen. Um, okay, why are we playing that? Balloons in the sky. It is Friday. It's national security. If you enjoy the show as much as we love providing it to you, please support those who make it possible. Great patriots like Michael Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. Yes, you can kill the music now. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> It's still playing. Why is it still playing? Uh, get up to 66% off with my name. You actually get a BOGO with the 2.0, the brand new, brand new cooling technology. MyPillow is out. Mike's giving you two for the price of one. Call MyPillow.com, promo code Gorka, 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468, MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. They clearly don't give him enough work to do at the Heritage uh, Foundation because in the breaks here, he can write op-eds for foxnews.com while he's waiting to come on my show. Jim, are you just a slacker? Yeah, apparently. Clearly a slacker. So I, I'm sorry, all day, the, the whole F Troop thing... Hey, know, oh, oh the, stop! You gave it away! Oh, oh, stop, stop, stop. You just ruined it. You stole his own go. thunder. Play this audio, and then Jim will explain what on earth this is if you're not old enough. Play the audio. Chief, may I have a riddle for you? What has big round shape, carries man and dog... And flies. May give up. What has big round shape carries man and dog and flies? May not know either, but there it is. <laughs> it is balloon! From the TV show. It's uh, F Troop from the 1960s, the sitcom. And you folks can watch it on YouTube. You have to watch it because it's hilarious. <laughs> Guys, we still got the studio speaker on. Kill it. And it's it's not it's not funny. Um, although I was talking about this on shot it's today. It's not funny. No, it is funny. But but I was talking about this on shot today. And he was making fun of me. He says like, "You are so old. Nobody remembers that truth." It's but, 1965. But it's but it's but it's not funny because that is exactly how I imagine what the White House looked like this morning. Oh yeah, balloon. Just, just complete, you know, utter utter chaos. So when when you have. Right, let's just play because it, it horrified me. This is this is a one-star Air Force general who's asked about Americans' rights to know what the flip is going on. Uh, cut five, uh, Patrick Ryder, Brigadier Ryder. Is the position of the balloon classified? Uh, Phil, right now uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. Uh, I, as I mentioned right now, it's over the center of the continental United States. That's about as specific as I'm going to get. But I understand my being convenient, but does the public not have a right to know? If uh, the, the public is certainly has the ability to look up in the sky and, and see where the balloon is. Yeah, because you can see balloons at 60,000 feet. Okay. So you can tell us where Santa Claus is, but you can't tell us where the balloon is. I mean, this is just ridiculous nonsense. Um, so one of the, one of the, to me, one of the stunning things here is, is that's come out today is they've acknowledged that that the Chinese have done these balloon before. overflights before. Yeah. And not just here, like in, in Guam, over military targets, in Hawaii, over military targets. Uh, apparently there's one in Canada, which is where we have our strategic early warning system. So, so is clearly, this supposed to reassure us, Jim? Right. And, and, and all of a sudden, why did they tell us? And here's, you know, Blinken was going to China today. Now, can, le, reassure me that the U.S. government didn't know that this overflight was happening, and they were sending Blinken to China... And hoping that nobody actually noticed it. Yeah. So we've had Gordon Chang on already. Yeah. 
I said the right response would be to shut down some consulates, get it out of the sky. What, what it, techno, technologically, do we have anything at 60,000 feet that can intercept it? Well, here's, I mean, there's a couple of things that people aren't thinking about. One is um, you release these balloons. These are not tethered, right? They're just floating. On right, the, but they say and, it's directionable. Right. It has some. It has some, some directional. So, so there might be some capability to recover it at the end, right. but, but maybe not. At the end, they, it probably just... Disintegrates. Right, or self-destructs or or gets guided into the sea or a mountain or something, right? So the Chinese clearly must have a plan to make sure that the the vehicle itself is not recoverable. Right. So the notion, let's just go and grab this thing. Maybe there's like a self-destruct order or something like that. So the other thing is, is the most valuable information that we're going to get off of that thing is probably SIGINT. Because remember, it's not tethered to any. So right, so it's it's transmitting, it's, it's transmitting to somebody. And 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 the one thing which is to me completely galling is, oh, it's just a weather balloon. Well, look, obviously we're reading signals off of this thing. Are those signals encoded or not? Right. I I want to bet you fifty bucks that they're encoded. Yeah. And I want to bet you that there's not a, a weather a weather balloon on the planet Earth. That, that encodes its data in, in secret, you know. What what codes. can we can we just you know you 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 dealt with some very sexy stuff nuclear right. artillery when when you were in the army. Yeah. Can we hypothesize what they're looking at? Are they mapping power grids? Are they mapping military installations? What's what's of utility to the CCP? Well, this see this to me is the truly intriguing question right. because China has an exquisite and growing uh, satellite capability, particularly in low Earth orbit, which are perfect for. For surveillance of you know, and and so the question is is if they've got really good eye in the sky, what do they need this? Why do they need this? Now having you know, we should make it clear is is you know we use aerostats, the Russians use them. You can do some pretty cool things, but they're but they're like niche capabilities, yeah. right? You want to loiter in a specific place, Test the, or, uh, or something. And so the right. question is is what niche thing are the Chinese looking for? that they think they have to do this. So here's an interesting historical, you know, during the early years of the Cold War, the way we got intel on the the Soviet missile fields is we flew aircraft over at such an incredibly high altitude in such a revolutionary airplane that the, the Russians couldn't, they would fly up and the planes they, would literally fall out of the right, sky. Right, they couldn't hit us until they could hit us. And, and what was the <laughs> Russian response to that? They didn't say anything. Yeah. They never admitted that it was no. happening because right. they didn't want to be so embarrassed that they couldn't control their own airspace. Right. We, we just showed the world that we cannot control American airspace. And that we're not prepared to take any action when something occurs. Did, did Joe Biden just not say, I care as much about the sovereignty of American airspace as I do about the sovereignty of America's border? Because well, that's what it sounds like. Well, that's the link. I mean, that's the next thing. I mean, is, is sovereignty a thing for this administration? Whether it's airspace or whether it's territorial sovereignty. Um, look, I mean, here's the one thing that I think that's, that this demonstrably demonstrates and that people really have to understand. Biden's strategy for China is completely unworkable. It's based on this premise, you know, we compete where we must, but cooperate where we can. That we are going to find some way to kind of accommodate and work with each other. And the reality is, is China is an adversarial nation that their ultimate goal is the downfall of the United States of America. Biden cannot have it both ways. He can't be tough on China and not tough on China. But he's living in in the 1990s where he thinks that he can. Well, and, and we have the completely contradictory message 
that they're not our adversary, and then a few, and then you know when he's on the campaign trail, and then once he's in the White House, he gives the press away. He says they're going to eat our lunch. Well, 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 which is it? Uh, not our adversary, or going to eat our lunch? We're talking to the Vice President of the Heritage Foundation, Joint Today Heritage.org. Follow him at JJ Carafano on Twitter. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. We are available on all social media. He's off. He's already writing his next op-ed. He's already doing it right now. Uh, we are available on all social media that matters. Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram, CloudHub. You can watch us, SalemNewsChannel.com, and my Substack, SebastianGorka.substack.com. Hi, this is President Trump, and Sebastian is really a friend of mine. He's a great guy. He's been with me from the beginning. Listen to him. We all learn. Love that liner. I wonder why it's one of my favorites. Welcome back. It's Friday. It's Ask Dr. G Anything Friday. It's National Security. It's Second Amendment. Car Firearms is fighting for America. Car executives stand with America First and are willing to put their brand's reputation on the line when it comes to our liberty. Support our Second Amendment Friday sponsor, Car Firearms. I carry a 9mm car everywhere. They revolutionize the concealed carry weapons market, and they also own the iconic, truly legendary labels such as Desert Eagle, the Deagle, and the historic American inter-ordinance line, including the M1, the legendary 1911, and, yeah, the Tommy Gun, the civilian Tommy Gun. Check them out, kahr.com, kahr.com. We're back with our good friend, our Friday Nash security buddy. He is the vice president of the Heritage Foundation. I hope you remember. Go right now, heritage.org. Uh, Jim, you're a 501c3. You're a foundation. You do not do politics, but your identity is conservative. We've talked about how other nations look at us in response to the balloon whatever story. Got to ask you, how do other nations look at us when somebody who says they're a conservative, was a former chairman of the RNC, says something like this and uses the word fascism in the current context? Play cut. But you know what is increasingly becoming a thing? Fascism. From Republican lawmakers appearing alongside Nazi apologists to coup defenders getting plum committee assignments, to public expressions of belligerent nationalism and racism. We're getting a pretty clear picture of what fascism can look like in America. The stagnant, ineffectual party isn't just about dysfunction. It isn't about, it just isn't about failure to move an agenda. It's about settling a partisan score. That's what dictators do. That's the former chairman of the RNC, Michael right. Steele. Uh, from a foreign policy perspective, what, what ramifications are there where the former head of a party says, no. my party is dictatorial and fascist? Well, you know, it's funny that you asked that question because you know, I was just in you know, two different capitals in Europe. In Europe yeah. And in the last two days, I hosted Heritage. We hosted 160 different international visitors in two days. So I've had a lot of conversations. Do they all and, think that you're a bunch of fascists? Well, this is the thing is... Um, there are two minds. One is, when they hear that, they're saying, that's just crass, partisan, ugly politics. So they, they see through it. And, and so, for example, in Italy, where when the prime minister is elected, the first thing they said is, is oh, this woman's a fascist. Where demonstrably, her government is not a fascist. It's not extremist. And a matter of fact, 
the Italian people as a whole, when the, when the election happened, that was the opposition's line. Oh, she's a fascist. And it just fell flat. Right. And so they say, oh, yeah, they come after you just like they come after us. Oh, interesting. The other half just tend to mirror image um, you know, the, the, who share politics with you know people like George Soros. They just mirror image. They just spout, they spout right. the same thing. So I had a group come in, and they said, we just got a briefing from, I don't want to tell you the name of the think tank, but it was a German mushroom fund. And they talked about the, 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 they briefed us on the rise of radical right violent extremism in the United States. And they said, what do you think about that? And I said, I think that's partisan hogwash. Um, I was a member of the Homeland Security Advisory Council when Chad Wolf was the acting secretary. They did a deep dive on this. They showed us all the data that they had. And it's very clear that's not true. Um, whatever you think of January 6th, it was not the result of some organized political violent extremist movement in the United States. And the fact that we haven't had a January 6th since January 6th. So, so let, let me ask, because we've only got like a minute and a half left. What does that do for America? So that, that level of confusion where you either have people who say, hey, I can relate, relate to you, buddy, because right, yeah, they yeah, do that no. to us, right. or people who are just regurgitating hack political talking points. What does that mean for well, national it, security and foreign policy? It, it creates a lot of discordance because what, what we actually do is mirror image what we see one another, and we're not, we're not pulling together as free people dealing with right. the problems of China, Russia, and Iran. Right. Look, um, when Biden says China's a problem and then he turns right around and says China's not a problem, well, for Europeans, for example, that know that China's a problem and they're kicking them out of their country, what are they supposed to take? And for Europeans who want to do nothing about China because they're making money off it, what are they supposed to make? So not, the one thing we're not getting from Joe Biden is real leadership. Yeah. Um, 30 seconds. What country gets China that's impressed you inside NATO, outside of NATO? Yeah, I'll give you a good example, which is Greece, which is a small country. You know, we all think, you know, heard about, you know, well, the, the, they bought the port and everything else. Yeah. Well, the, the Greeks have uh, bailed on BRI. They, they bailed on the, the cooperative 17 plus one thing. Um, yeah, the Chinese own a port because the, the European Union made them sell the port. So they, they sold the port to the Chinese. It's actually not an important, all that important a port. The Chinese bought a bunch of land and they said, oh, we want to expand the port. And the, and the Greek government said, nope. Sorry, can't do so, that. So the Greeks get it. Right, so the Greeks get it, and, and they actually have a big port, which is incredibly strategically important. And you know what else they have? An MOU with the United States that allows the United States military to operate out of that port. <laughs> nice. I'm going to look into that. See, you ask an interesting question, you get a fascinating answer. JJ Carafano on Twitter, heritage.org, joined today. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. He's going to go, go back to writing an op-ed. Uh, we are coming to you live from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating. Half a million Americans across the country, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I'm a believer 100%. That should be you. That could be you. There's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Order the three quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Leah, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com.
This is Second Amendment Friday on America First, brought to you by Car Firearms. Complacency is a weakness that patriots cannot afford. For this reason, Car Firearms is teaming up with America First this year. Car believes Americans shouldn't be afraid to publicly stand up for our freedoms. This is about being more than just gun enthusiasts. This is a very personal issue as we struggle for the soul of America. Car wants America First listeners to know they are not afraid to publicly support Second Amendment Friday. I carry a car 9mm every single day. Check them out at kahr.com. They also own the Iconic Desert Eagle and Auto Ordinance lines of weapons. Kahr.com. Kahr.com. All right. How many weeks has it been, Mr. G? When, when did we get back from uh, from the deserts of Vegas? It feels like a long time ago. I think it was only two weeks ago. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Have you have you recovered? Yes, I'm no longer have the flu. <laughs> I didn't mean literally recovered because it's. It's, well, you're not a big gun guy. I've got to teach you to shoot. We've got to take you and your bride. We've got to go shooting. But for me, it's a kid in a candy store, and I absolutely love it. Why? Because you get to play with all the new guns, and you get to meet amazing people, one of whom uh, hosted us at his special event. He's from a rather special company called Staccato, S-T-I as was, and he's with us right now. Nate Holvath, welcome back to America First. Dr. Gorka, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Have you recovered from uh, Vegas and all the amazing hosting you did there? Uh, getting there slowly. Just just digging out. It was an amazing shot show. Probably one of the best ever in terms of energy and enthusiasm, number of people there, and uh, how things went for us. All right. Well, let me, let me show you a couple of uh, images from what we did there. So there's this amazing thing, the media day with – Hundreds of weapons you can try out before the SHOT Show opens. And then in, instead of that range, some of the really important manufacturers also have their private events. And so did Staccato. And here we are with Nate and a couple of my uh, other podcast buddies at the private range event where we got to try out the latest product. Let's put it, uh, it kind of, I'm six foot three and a hundred, uh, 200, what am I, 230 pounds now. This gun is even hard to see. It looks about the size of my zipper puller on my jacket. This is a new Staccato CS. It's tiny. It's the new baby Staccato. I got to to try it out um a lot of buzz a lot of interest tell us about the response to this new baby of the staccato line nate gosh it's the most popular gun we've ever introduced really it, uh, it really is it uh, takes all of the staccato performance and brings it into a small package that's easy to to carry but the beauty of it is and you got a chance to experience it firsthand it doesn't shoot it shoots like a full-size gun yeah, uh, it really does, and it's incredible for a small compact carry gun to to shoot the way it does. Now, let me just you know verify what these people make because they used to be race gun manufacturers. This is uh, one of my staccatos, um, and this is the the group I shot with it. Yes, I string it a bit because of the, my trigger control. That's a one hole group. That is a one hole group with I think that's the XC. As I was preparing for this interview, Nate, and I was noodling with with my um, staccatos at home, the thing that came to me, and maybe you can help me out here, kind of blows my mind that the 1911, not that it's still with us, 
but that it's back. And with products like yours, it's the hot thing. And it's more than 100 years old. Can you explain that for me, Nate? Yeah, it's, I think it's just continued evolution and improvements. We The 1911 has been a gun used in many, many, many wars, as you know. It's a very reliable workhorse, always has had an excellent trigger, really fun gun to shoot. Uh, Striker-fired guns came out when Glock introduced theirs and many copycats of that, and they kind of held the day for a couple of decades. Um, but uh, with the introduction of the 2011 and what we've done with the platform, sort of bringing us to the next level and uh, shooting better than those polymer striker fired guns. Um, so people are enjoying getting back into the single action triggers and, uh, and shooting the pistols. So I think it's, we're seeing a resurgence because of the performance that has been brought back to the platform and the improvements that we've made in it. Now, one of the instructors, one of the guests you had there was an off-duty officer from a very large police department. He let me shoot his carry gun that was all tricked out with a different recoil spring. Uh, it was, uh, had a lighter and everything else. Give me the shocking figure. How many police departments have approved your, your, your 2011 cocked and lock weapon right now, Nate? 902. That's stunning, truly stunning. So this is no longer a line of weapons that is high-end competitive shooter, and it's not just law enforcement. With the latest CS, this is for anybody, correct? Absolutely. Now, we've taken the performance that we brought into the law enforcement market and added the durability, and now we've put it in a platform that's available for everyday carry. And... I don't want you to give away anything before, you know, you're ready to, but you have some exciting plans for Staccato, don't you? You, you want to be more than just a weapons manufacturer. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we want to provide folks with the experiences to not only have a pistol, but be able to learn how to use it properly. Uh, so we're getting into, into training uh, and, and doing a lot more uh, on that front as well. All right. Well, we can't wait. As soon as you're allowed to talk about it in a little bit more leisurely fashion, you've got my number. You've got Jeff's number. In the meantime, guys, look at this whole – look at the shot group of this. My personal staccato. No, the shot group, guys. That's, that's human beings. We don't shoot those unless they're nasty. That's how good these things are. And the latest one is tiny. It's minuscule. It's the CS. Look at that little baby. So cute. Thank you, Nate Holvart. Staccato2011.com. That's staccato, like the uh, music direction. Staccato2011.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, rank, malodorous swamp that is Washington, D.C., from the relieffactor.com studios. Dear friends, if you've got one of these things, if you've got a dastardly device like an iPhone or an Android, please tell me it's not on one of the big cell phone providers' networks because they're woke. They're not on your side. Oh, the, oh, the read is relief. All right. I had Praetrip Mobile down here, but we can do that next. Relief factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans across the country, me included. Yes, half a million people take this every morning and every evening like I do. And it's not just me. It's people like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. 
One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions, in eight days, I found relief, only to get better and better. I'm a believer 100%. That story should be your story. That story could be your story. There's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you, like it works for me, Leah, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. Call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Welcome back, dear friends. Welcome back. He was on my colleague, Hugh Hewitt's show, and he discussed the, uh, <clears throat> is it generated? Is it fake? Is it artificial? Ron DeSantis versus DJT story. Let's listen to my former boss, President Trump. He got elected because of me, just like Ron DeSantis, even more so, but even more so. But Ron DeSantis got elected because of me. You remember he had nothing. He was dead. He was leaving the race. He came over and he begged me, begged me for an endorsement. He was getting ready to drop out. He said, if you endorse me, I'll win. And there were tears coming down from his eyes. He said, if you endorse me, I'll win. I'll say, you know what, Ron? Ron was one of 150 people that was on television. I mean, Jim Jordan was the best and others were great. But he was one of 150 you that was on television. And he was supporting me on the impeachment hoax number one and a little bit on the impeachment hoax number two. And I said, I don't know Adam Putnam, so we'll do it. So I end up doing it, and he wins. It, they say it was like a, a bomb went off, just a bomb just totally went off. From the moment I endorsed him, he went from losing by numbers that are not catchable to winning easily. And it, is it your position, Mr. Trump, that wait, wait, if wait, you— then I, got it, him past, yeah, then I got him past the crackhead, who was the hottest person in the entire Democrat Party at the time, you know— the crackhead, he's talking about Gillum there, of course. Hugh didn't look very happy there. He looked a little bit nervous there. Uh, Mr. G, what do you think? Ron DeSantis was weeping for the endorsement. What do you think? Maybe, but that, that, honestly, that wasn't the best attack on Ron. What, what is the best? Just got to hit him that he's a politician and stuff, because people like Ron, and I think that's going to turn people off. You got you got to hit him with you got to change the way that people think about Ron. You got to you got to change you got to put him into the right category. Exactly that he's a a typical politician establishment, and he's not a MAGA guy. He's an imitator. Oh, that's it. Not he's fake MAGA. We've got fake news, and he's fake MAGA. Exactly. Bingo. Somebody else who's a real politician comes from a political dynasty is Sununu, the uh, the governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu. And um, he was challenged on TV concerning what he said about President Trump and his response, not very mature. Cut six. I'm a Republican. I'm going to support the Republican nominee because I can guarantee you they're, they're better than any of the Democrats that would likely sit in that presidential seat. Even if it's Donald Trump. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Donald Trump, but yeah, I'm going to support the Republican nominee, to be sure. Because, I mean, I think that you did at a dinner 
call Donald Trump effing crazy. Yeah, that was funny. It was a roast. It was a funny joke. No, Chris Sununu. It wasn't funny. It was a glimpse into who you are. You're a fraud. You're a fake. I don't think it's going to be President Trump based on what? Based on your establishment connections? Based upon Ken Griffin's billions? Next, the man who knows. My former boss in the White House, Stephen K. Bannon, for a whole hour. It's the manhood hour. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss a second. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 